Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture this morning comes from Mark 10, verses 35 through 45, and I invite you to follow along either in the Pew Bibles or on the screen. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Appoint us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with a baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, we are able. Then Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism in which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to appoint, for it is those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus said, called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers, lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. Instead, whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The idea for this Lenten series came about after many conversations that I had had with colleagues, with family, with friends, even with church members. We were all realizing that in this new reality, whatever it is, we needed some sort of standard of measurement. We needed something that we could use to see if we are making progress in this chaotic reality that many of us find ourselves in. And of course, those easy standard measurements that we had always used would be the ones that we would turn to and rely on if we were successful in the past in our endeavors. For us as people of faith, for generations, those standards of measurements have been that ones that we've used in business models. We would name them in the church kind of form, and we would say that they would be bottoms in the pews and bottom lines of budgets. Basically, bottoms is what we're looking at. <laughs> Anything beyond that in determining our success of communities of faith, it didn't matter. Only the things that matter were those things that we could easily understand, those easily that we could be counted literally. However, as we all know, there have been seismic shifts within our culture over the last few years, and what worked then no longer works now. And the same can be said about those bottom lines, those things that we tallied. Those numbers no longer work because we're realizing they give us a very limited picture. Those numbers of bottoms in the pews, those lines, those bottom lines that we use for budgets, they don't take in count the stories 
of mission and ministry. They don't take account into the people that we engage in with ministry and mission. They don't take account into those experiences of transformation that sometimes words can't even capture. Those numbers of bottoms in the pews and bottom lines of our budget, they do not take into account the kingdom of God in our midst. So in this new reality, which is post-COVID, post-religious institutions, but still cynical generations, we need a new measurement. We need something to help us track and figure out our progress, for a lack of a better term. We need a new measurement that takes into account and considers all those intangible things that shape us into the people that God calls us and created us to be. Those things like grace and love, peace and justice. As people of faith, we're invited to this Lenten season to measure our lives, measure, measure our ministries, measure our missions, measure our faith in love. Because in the words of the incomparable bell hooks, only love can give us the strength to go forward in the midst of heartbreak and misery. Only love can give us the power to reconcile, to redeem, the power to renew weary spirits and lost, save lost souls. The transformative power of love is the foundation of all meaningful social change. Without love, our lives are without meaning. Love is the heart of the matter. When all else has faded and fallen away, love sustains. With all that in mind, we're exploring today the question of how do you measure success? And we're looking at this question through the story of James and John, two brothers that they hear that Jesus is going to come into his kingdom. They come to him and say, we want seats of prominence and your kingdom when you become fully realized here on earth. This text is one of those texts in the Bible that it seems very easy to read, but difficult to live out in our lives. It's one of those texts that really gets under our skin when we realize that Mark is not just talking to the disciples, Mark is also talking to those who are sitting among the pews within our church buildings. He is asking us and challenging us to think about what it means to be disciples of Christ in a broken world. How do we live out our calling to be the heart and hands of God in this world? You see in this text, Mark is holding up a mirror, confronting us with our arrogance and pointing out that those who have been with Jesus since the beginning, who've had those experiences of love and grace in our lives, that we know success is not about numbers and budgets and power and might. We should be the ones to know that success is about serving others and loving God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Mark sets up this text as ones to challenge us to think about and redefine what it means when we proclaim that we are disciples of Christ. Because you see, when Jesus is talking about being a servant, it's not in this feel-good, sappy sort of way that I'm going to do a good deed so I can feel better about myself. 
That's not the servanthood Jesus is talking about within this text. Rather, Jesus is talking about it in the context of his crucifixion and death. He's talking about this conversation about servanthood in the, talk, in the context of giving up ourselves, giving up our egos, giving up our own concern about others, and focusing on what it means to be the body of Christ, to focus on our connection with each other, to be in community with one another. Mark is challenging us to realize that there's this allure to this narrative of power and success, and we find ourselves most vulnerable when nothing seems to be working, when we think that everything that we are going to be achieved falls away, when we say that we are vulnerable to this narrative of power and might, this narrative of status quo, this narrative of I pulled myself up from my bootstraps and so everybody else should do it as well. Or this narrative of if I share what I have with you, there's not going to be enough for me. Mark is wanting us to think beyond this power, this allure that power holds over us and realizes that there is more to our call than numbers and power and might. When we find ourselves asking and realizing that we have more questions than answers, when we find our foundation is knocked out from underneath us, when we feel ourselves with unease, that's when we become vulnerable to this narrative of maintaining the status quo, this narrative of there's not enough that I did it on my own and everybody else can do it themselves. When this happens, what we usually do as people of faith is that our first instinct is to look for quick and easy fixes. We look for the person to blame and we look and ignore the larger context of change that is happening around us, just like James and John did in our story today. By setting Jesus' conversation about servanthood within the context of the cross, Mark wants us to see that the disciples really do not understand who Jesus is. They do not understand what his mission is. They do not understand the very character of Jesus. And they do not understand what Jesus meant when, they, when he talks about serving others. That is, until they experienced the cross. Now, please don't hear me say that I'm sending you out to go be martyred by your faith today. I'm not asking you to fall into persecution. What I am saying today is that Mark is challenging us to consider that Jesus has been telling us all along who he is. We've just ignored him. We just crafted and created a Jesus in our own image. We have ignored every time he has said that faith is not about maintaining the status quo. We have ignored every time that Jesus has told us, your faith will set you against the powers that be. And the powers that be will not like it that you're challenging these systems that oppress and suppress and are designed to dehumanize everyone. Jesus has been telling us all along that the kingdom of God calls us to a different way to be in relationship with us. And we have ignored it every single time. 
We have fallen for that narrative of the world that tells us the only way to get ahead is for me to push you down. The only way for me to get ahead is to belittle you and make you feel less than. The only way that we can get ahead is by yelling and screaming at each other and making it all about me. And the sad thing is I'm not talking about just the disciples in our text. This is happening in our faith communities, here in our community, in our state, in our nation, in our world. The ones who should know better because we've experienced the cross. We understand it's transforming power, the love and grace that God has shown to each and every one of us. We fall for the narrative of power and might every single time. Because we choose to pretend that Jesus is made in our image and here to serve us. We ignore every single time that servanthood and this invitation to be in relationship, this invitation to measure our lives in love is a reminder that the kingdom of God does not play by our rules that it does not play by our expectations, that the kingdom of God does not ask our permission before it brings healing and wholeness for one and all. Jesus reminds the disciples and Jesus reminds us today that success looks very different in the kingdom of God. It's not about bottoms in the pews and it's not about bottom lines in the budgets. Success in the kingdom of God is about selling everything we own and giving it to the poor. Success in the kingdom of God looks like following Jesus to the cross. Success in the kingdom of God looks like caring for our neighbors and realizing that there is more than enough to go around. And if I share what I have, that does not make less for any. It makes the abundance known and given for one and all. Jesus reminds us today that success in the kingdom of God looks like whoever wishes to be great among us must be servant to one and all. May it be so. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.